All right, ladies. <laughs> wow. I just have to say, I have never seen a group of women this size so quickly obedient. Wow, you're amazing. <laughs> and I heard that you were all shopping and you heard the announcement head into the youth center because we know it takes women forever to stop shopping and all of that. And you guys were in here like that. Wow, I'm so impressed. Give yourselves a hand. <laughs> you guys are amazing. <laughs> and that was a beautiful sight, I have to tell you, just watching you all connecting and visiting and getting to know your sisters in this place because, like Amber said, we are a sisterhood here at Bridge Women. And we support each other. We believe in each other. We value each other. And I'm just so glad that all of you are here tonight. And hey, maybe you don't know this, but at our Bridge Women events, we always have simultaneous Spanish translation happening via headset for our Spanish sisters. And we just want to give you a shout out, girls. We are so glad you are with us. Love you guys. And I love having our younger sisters here, our bridge, bridge youth girls. Where are you at, bridge youth? <laughs> love you guys. And maybe you are here tonight for the very first time to any Bridge Women event. I just want to just say an extra special welcome to you. We are so, so glad you are here. You may be coming in, and this is your first time, but now you are just part of us. And you are our sister, and we're just so, so glad you are here with us tonight. And, you know, how, well, first let me ask, how many of you got in on the shopping yeah, okay. Isn't there cute stuff out there? Yeah, and if you didn't, there's still time because the vendors will still be set up afterwards. And we have dessert vendors joining us for afterwards. So that will be really fun. And you know, I think it is just, it is great when women gather because we love all those fun things, right? We love the shopping and the connecting and the visiting and, of course, the desserts and, <laughs> and all of the fun things and just hanging out with the girls, with our girlfriends, meeting new friends, and that is all so awesome. I love all of that, but that's not the only reason we gather, and when we come here into this auditorium, we are here to connect with God. And we have had an amazing time of worship tonight and just giving our praise and our honor to God because he is so worthy of all of our praise. But you know, we're not done tonight. And I believe God wants to encourage all of our hearts. And I believe he wants to speak to all of our hearts tonight. And you know, sometimes we just need to gather like this so we can step out of the busyness of life and the craziness of life and just come where we can quiet our hearts so that we can hear and receive from God. Does anyone think that at times life can get a little loud and chaotic? Yeah? Some of you do. Some of you, your lives are never loud and chaotic. <laughs> I want to come to your house. <laughs> Sometimes life can be loud. It can be chaotic. It can even be very challenging at times, right? Have you ever noticed how easy it is to let the chaos and the challenges of life consume our thoughts, our minds, and get our focus solely on those things. It can be so easy. I mean, maybe it's things going on in the, the world, the bigger picture world around us, or maybe it's things happening in our own personal circumstances, things people have done to us, things people have said to us, challenges at work, challenges at school, 
challenges in relationships. There's so many things that go on in life that can pull our focus and we can just replay the scenarios over and over and and our mind, our thoughts can become so consumed by all of those things so quickly. Sometimes it's even just the things that are closest to home, like within our home. Anyone ever have a loud, chaotic home? And all the mamas with a couple little ones at home said, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Sometimes there can be challenges, even within our own homes. And it's so easy for us to just get all of our thoughts on all of those things, on the challenges, on the things that aren't working, on the things that aren't, aren't going right. And then when our thoughts are just consumed with those things, then what happens? It affects everything else, doesn't it? When our thoughts are consumed with all the, the cares of life, then has anyone ever noticed it can affect our emotions? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes. And has anyone ever noticed that it can affect our speech, what we say, how we say it? I know we're in church tonight, and you're sitting there with that pretty little smile on your face like, me? Everything I say is always so sweet. Yeah, you know that family member that drives you crazy? Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Sometimes we say things out of reaction. We say things in a a tone that's not the sweetest. Because our our thoughts, it just dictates everything. It dictates our words, our speech, our tone. dictates our actions. Maybe it's just our, our body language. But a lot of times it's, actions that we are taking. So we've got to recognize how powerful our thoughts are and what we focus on impacts everything in our lives. And we've got to be so careful what we're putting our focus on and what we're allowing to consume our thoughts because if we let the cares and the chaos of life consume our thoughts, that's when we so easily go in this downward spiral. Has anyone ever noticed that? And within a matter of moments, all we can think about is worst-case scenarios. Because we're so focused on the cares. And sometimes when we get so focused there, we can let those things lead us in a direction that we don't even need to go in. And we can feel so shaken. And we can feel like things are crumbling all around us. Like everything is shaking. But you know, Jesus talked about that. He talked about the one who's so easily shaken. The one who so easily has things crumble around them. When he talked in Matthew chapter 7 about the person who built their life on the sand. Anyone in here ever built a sandcastle? Yeah? I remember building sandcastles. You know, I'd have my little bucket and I'd put the the wet sand in there and turn it upside down and then it'd kind of hold the shape of the bucket and then I'd put a few around it and that was my beautiful sandcastle. I tried putting another one on top, but that never worked well for me. And so I just stuck with the basic and maybe you built basic sandcastles. Maybe, maybe you're a good sandcastle builder. But what happens to that sandcastle when the tide starts coming in? When even a little bit of water reaches that sandcastle, what happens? The sand gives way. It starts to erode. And it collapses. Have you ever had that happen? Sometimes it doesn't even take the waves coming in. Sometimes a strong wind can knock down a sandcastle. And then, of course, there's always those people walking on the beach that don't even notice, and they stomp on the sandcastle. I have had that happen. (laughs) Have you ever seen those sandcastle artists? Yeah. 
How did they do that? They build like these magnificent sandcastles with the drawbridges and the peaks and all the stuff. I look at that and think, oh my gosh, that's gorgeous. But you know what? It's still made of sand. So what happens to that beautiful sandcastle when that wave comes in? The exact same thing. When that person walks by and steps right on it, when that strong wind comes, it's made of sand. And no matter how beautiful it is on the outside, if it's made of sand, it is going to crumble. But Jesus told us that we do not have to be like that one that is easily shaken, that easily falls apart. We can be that one that builds their life upon the rock. And you know what I love the most about this analogy that Jesus gives us? Is that he doesn't just tell us that we can have this kind of life that's built on the rock, where we do not have to be shaken, where we will not crumble and fall apart. He also tells us how to do it. And I love that. Not just, hey, you can do it, go figure it out. No, he tells us. And in Matthew chapter 7, verse 24, it says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like the wise man who built his house upon the rock. You see, it's the word of God. When we put his word to work in our lives, put it to practice, in our lives. That's when we become that wise person building our house upon the rock that will not be shaken. Ladies, I want to tell you tonight, the word of God is so powerful. It will keep us from being shaken. It will keep us from falling apart and crumbling. It will build hope and faith in our lives and position us to see the power of God at work in our lives. And tonight, I have asked a few of our Bridge Women sisters to join me to share with you a couple of stories of how they have stood on the word. And as a result, they have seen God's power show up in a big way in their lives. So girls, come on up, join me. Can we give them a hand as they come? All right, as they are coming, beautiful ladies, awesome. Let me just introduce them to you. Right here next to me is Jen Dodier, one of our Bridge Women's sisters and also has a cute boutique out there, just saying. And um, then in the middle, we have Nakia Coleman. And she is an amazing woman of faith, has a great prayer ministry. And on the end, we have Paige Dunn, one of our Bridge Youth Girls. So glad to have you guys. Thank you, all of you, for just taking time tonight to just open your lives and share a little bit, little pieces of your life and just showing us what God has done in your life. So Paige, let's start with you. You have, um, you know, just had an opportunity fairly recently to really stand on God's word in a situation that was difficult for you to walk through and regarding volleyball. And so would you first just, just tell us your level of involvement so everyone gets a good picture of, of what volleyball was in your life? Our technical <laughs> problem. Okay, can you hear me now? Like Wait, here? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll restart. I got to play club volleyball and high school volleyball, and that would include junior Olympic tournaments um, here and there, and three to four practices a week, and tournaments on the weekend. Yeah, so needless to say, volleyball was your life. Yeah, like every day pretty much was 
consumed, yes. But then you started feeling like things were changing and you felt God spoke to you. So tell us about that. Yeah, um, as time went on, I realized I was missing out on a lot and that would be in the form of church or missing out on things with friends or social life. But then I felt locked in to volleyball because it was such a big commitment. And then one night at youth, God just spoke to me to quit volleyball. And he gave me a verse that helped reassure me and was going to help me walk that out. And it was Colossians 1.16. For by him, all things were created that are in heaven and that are on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And that gave me a lot of confidence and peace when I got to walk that out. Yeah, so you felt like God had been stirring your heart, and then at youth one night, he spoke clearly, but he gave you a scripture to really stand on, to give you the confidence that everything was going to be okay, but even though you had that, it was, you still had to walk it out, and that couldn't have been easy. Yeah, I had to talk with people when I made that decision, and that included my coaches and telling them what I'd be doing and talking with my parents and telling them the decision that I made and my teammates, and that was definitely hard, but with the verse that God gave me, it gave me such confidence and peace about how powerful he was and how he could handle that situation, and I couldn't in my own power, but I knew that trusting God to do that because he graced me to do it would make that a whole lot easier. Yes, awesome. And so what does life look like now that it's not consumed with volleyball? <laughs> it's nice for me. I have free time and I got to build so many relationships with friends and at church. Like I've gotten so many godly friends that help me grow in my faith. And I've even gotten to co-host a connect group with my leader faith and for middle school girls and youth. And that's been super awesome. But all of this has just been so much better because I know that it's what God had planned for me and he told me what he wanted me to do and he graced me to walk that out and gave me scripture to stand by as I did that. So that was just amazing that God was able to show himself in that way to me. Awesome. I love that because God is just leading you in a path where you're fulfilling purpose for your life and you're impacting other girls and that is so awesome. And you know what? I just want everyone to know, especially our Bridge Youth girls, that you are never too young to be standing on God's word, on his promises. Never too young. And he wants to help us and give us wisdom and guidance in every decision through his word. There are answers in his word for every situation. And I just love how he gave you wisdom, but then he also gave you the confidence and the courage and the strength to walk that out. Awesome, Paige. Thank you. All right, Nakia. Well, you have a, a situation that was walked out over many years and really the result of uh, one result of your last pregnancy. And would you share with us what has happened in your life? Yes, in 2008, my daughter was delivered by emergency C-section because I had developed preeclampsia. Preeclampsia is potentially a dangerous pregnancy complication characterized by high blood pressure. It is dangerous for the mother and the baby. After the C-section delivery, I did not recover like I should have. A short time after that, while I was at home, I remember waking up in my bed feeling wet, and I thought I had just sweated out of my clothes. But when I went to get up out of the bed, I looked at myself and I was soaked in blood. I looked at my mattress, and there was a big pool of blood. I was hemorrhaging. I called my OB, GYN, and he said to come to the office right away. My husband had rushed me to the doctor, and God performed a miracle because before my husband could get me to the doctor's office, which was an hour and a half away, my bleeding miraculously stopped. I believe God answered my mother's prayers that day because she said, I am going to stay in prayer until you reach the doctor's office. And when I got there and they performed the ultrasound, no internal bleeding, no source could be found. And then after two years, I suffered from postpartum eclampsia. 
I was prescribed at least 13 different blood pressure medications, of all which proved to be unsuccessful. Either it restored my top number and not my bottom number, or it restored the bottom number and not the top number, or I had some adverse reaction to the medication. For the duration of the two years, my husband took me to the doctor two and three times a week where I was bombarded with blood draws to make sure that my liver and my kidneys were not failing. Moving forward five years later, it was medically determined that I was unable to work and that I was suffering from severe anemia. In 2015, seven years later, I still struggled with chronic anemia. I was deficient in most, if not all, of my iron levels, the HGB, HCT, MCV, and so forth. My levels were what they referred as staggeringly low. It was at that time the doctors had strongly urged me to consent to a transfusion of iron. They started performing a host of tests to see where they could find a source of internal bleeding throughout my entire body. But every test came back. No internal bleeding could be found. Due to the anemia, other symptoms persisted. Chronic headaches, fatigue, weakness, shortness of breath, breath, pleurisy, joint pain, and so forth. But I was against the transfusion of arm because the possible side effects were extremely dangerous. I could go into anaphylactic shock severe hypotension, collapse, or even have loss of consciousness. And at that time, I was homeschooling my son who had an immune system disorder. And so I didn't want to take the risk of risking my life. Each doctor persisted in trying to convince me to get the transfusion of iron because I was told my organs were working too hard and that not enough healthy blood was being pumped to my heart but I still refused to give consent. I told the doctors that I pray for people all the time and encourage them to walk in their faith. And how could I preach about faith if I wasn't going to walk out my own faith? In 2020, 12 years later, at the onset of COVID, the arm prescription that they had me on was discontinued. And my doctor said, Nikia, I will give you three months to show some type of improvement. And if not, you must be transfused because your reserves are getting tapped out. You could go into heart failure or your organs could fail. I remember driving home that day and I had a long conversation with God and I just prayed in the spirit all the way home. When I arrived, I told my husband what the doctor had said and I began to cry a little bit on my couch. And I told God, well, I guess at this point I have no choice but to solely rely on you because there's nothing else out there available. And I remember asking God to help me. After that, I wrote a healing declaration for myself and I personalized my own communion statement and I began declaring God's promises over my life every day. And I started making what is referred to as the demand on the anointing. I started viewing my healing as my legal right, as God's daughter. It wasn't a matter of me asking God any longer. It was more me declaring and taking back what was rightfully mine as God's daughter, my healing. And little by little, I got stronger and stronger. At the end of 2021, all my levels were restored to normal range. My lab results have never been so good since I was in my 20s. <laughs> God really renewed my youth like the eagles. <laughs> I declared many scriptures over myself in my personal healing declaration, but the one that ministered to my heart the most was, and ye shall serve the Lord, and he shall bless thy bread and thy water and take sickness away from the midst of thee, from Exodus 23, verse 25. That word serve means to worship. I made a calculated decision to worship God for who he is every day. 
and God definitely took away sickness from the midst of me. I was delivered from 13 different blood pressure medications, preeclampsia, postpartum eclampsia, and chronic anemia for 12 years. To this day, I don't have to take any prescription for iron deficiency or any blood pressure medication. The Bible says, call unto me, and I will show you great and mighty things that I know you not, that you know not. And God showed me great and mighty things. And in Mark 5, verse 25 through 29, the Bible says, And there was a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years. She had suffered a great deal under the care of many doctors, and she had spent all she had. Yet, instead of getting better, she grew worse. But when she heard about Jesus, she came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak because she thought, if I just touch his clothes, I will be healed immediately. Her bleeding stopped and she felt it in her body and she was freed from her suffering. I, Nikia, after 12 long years, was freed from my suffering. For it is written in John 8, verse 36, so if the Son sets you free, you're free indeed. Amen. Awesome. Awesome. I love your determination to just stand on the word. And in the midst of the difficulty, in the midst of not feeling well, and, and it's not easy when we're physically not feeling well, but to just be so determined to stand on the word and to worship God. And you told me that in the midst of that, you worshiped him and you worshiped him through the alphabet. Will you just... <laughs> yes. Okay, so that's my teaching. This is awesome. <laughs> that's my teaching teaching coming out of me, so I'm, I have a master's in education, so I find little ways to teach kids how to learn stuff, I love it. and it but came out, this and is so, great. so to worship God, I took a scripture from every letter of the alphabet, so throughout my house, I would say, God, you are Alpha and Omega, you are the beginning and the end, B, you are the bishop of my soul, you are the bread of life. C, yeah. you are the Christ. You are my cornerstone. D, you are my deliverer. E, you are Elohim. You are from everlasting to awesome. everlasting. Awesome. <laughs> yeah, thank you. So you got the idea. <laughs> yeah, I think that is awesome. I love that. I'm like, I'm going to adopt that. <laughs> it helps you remember. And yeah. I just would go from A to Z. Yeah. I remember one time my kids were like, well, what did you put for you? And I just said, oh, I would say, oh, your love for me is unconditional. Love it, love it, love it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Nikia. I just love your, your faith and your determination to just believe God and to trust him always. And he responds to faith. So that is awesome. Thank you for sharing that story with us. Okay, Jen, you have an amazing story as well. And... And have walked through some really difficult things revolving around pregnancies. And would you just share with us? Yeah. Um, hi. Yeah. Um, you know, you get married and you want to have a family. And, and you think, oh, I'm going to have children and you're going to live happily ever after. Well, so I got pregnant and then I had a miscarriage. And... You know, you hear about those things, and okay, okay, God, you know my heart's desire. I've written it down. I, my heart desire is to have children, to be a mom. And then I got pregnant again, and so excited, gave her a name, did all the things, and now it's 27 weeks, and some things started to change. And I went to my doctor's appointment. And they couldn't get a read on her heartbeat. So I'm 27 weeks, and they're not able to get a good read. And all I'm saying is, baby, wake up. Baby, wake up. Like, God, this can't be happening. Like, you know my heart's desire. I've written it down. I've claimed it. I've prayed about it. And, Lord, what's going on? 
Well, they sent me to labor and delivery, which I was actually in labor and didn't realize it. It was contractions, and I thought they were Braxton Hicks, but, you know, they're a lot stronger. And um, so I am in labor and delivery, delivered my baby, but she didn't have a heartbeat. And so I got to hold her and, um, you know, have that time with her. But it wasn't until it hit me when I got home that, you know, you go home and the, there's the crib and there's all the things that you had planned, your dreams, and, and you're like, God, what's going on? Like, this, is, this was my dream. This is what I was supposed to do. I'm supposed to have children. And I became to be paralyzed mentally, physically, emotionally, and I just, I just became stopped in my fear of Why? And I started seeing multiple doctors. And, you know, when things like this happen, they test you for everything under the sun, you know? So I was seeing doctor after doctor, and finally my specialist said, whoa, stop. Like, you can get pregnant. It's my job to keep it in you. And he told my husband, actually, you need to take her away. And so there was just a lot of things, like, you know, fear came in, oh, all the doctors were telling me I would never have a living child. So now, I didn't just lose my child. I don't know if I'm ever going to be a mom. And that's when the fear really sat in. And um, there was just, I just know I would, couldn't smile in the morning at some point. I couldn't get up sometimes. But I knew I had to just trust God. And I would always just pick up my Bible, and read it. I don't care what it was, I would just pick it up. And there's just some verses, um, like Psalm 34, 18. The Lord is close to the brokenhearted and saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I just remember I was so crushed. Like, I felt really broken. Like, you know, I was devastated. And then I would also read Isaiah 43, 2. When you walk through fire, you won't be burned. So I kind of just grasped onto that, like, I'm going through fire right now, but Lord, you're so faithful, I'm not going to be burned, and I'm going to choose to follow you, I'm going to choose to stand on your hope, because your promises are way greater than anything I could even see, and if I'm not to be a mom, your will be done. So when I just, when I felt weak, I just kept rereading those verses, and um, I knew it wasn't God's plan, but I had to endure it. Because we have to endure to grow sometimes. It's easier to choose on the, to focus on the negative and to be upset, but it's more fulfilling to focus on the hope yes. and let God lead. Yes. And so it wasn't until I focused on God and what, his, what I was supposed to do there that it transformed my heart to just see his goodness actually through the brokenness. And so... Again, the doctor told me and looked at my husband and said, take her away. And so I'm like, okay. He goes, but you can't say the word baby. And I was like, okay, I can do this, you know, like just to get away from it all, refocus, regroup, just kind of go. So he took me away, and we were at a most beautiful beach. And we're sitting there, and he turns and looks at me, and he goes, I really want a baby. Um, we're not supposed to say that. And so, but then God came over me and he was like, listen to your husband. I'm like, oh God, you too? (laughs) So I turned to him and I'm like, so do I, honey. So do I. And he goes, I really want to pray about it right now. And so I'm like, okay. So we grabbed hands and we prayed about it. And I'm like, you know what, God? You took a baby from me in June of 2013. I'm claiming a baby in June of 2014. But your will be done, and I trust you. So actually, my husband and I got up at that beach. We rode it in the sand. Baby due in June of 2014. I've been told, you're not going to have a living child. I've been having, you know, having issues keeping my baby. Okay, so... I'm like, now I'm thinking about like, okay, well, maybe I should be pregnant right now, but I have no idea 
when I was supposed to. I mean, the doctor said, wait a year. I mean, all these things are, you know, so whatever, God, it's in your will. And I'm just going to keep praying over and reading these verses, you know. And I got home. I started feeling nauseous. Mm. And then I'm like, oh, can I be pregnant? And so, sure enough, seven, after seven pregnancy tests, I was pregnant. <laughs> you know, got to check. Um, but and anyways, double check. And double so, check. Yeah, double check. Um, but yeah, so then um, my daughter was born in June of 2014. Yeah. Alive. <laughs> so people might say things over you, but God has the last word. Yes. So and since then I had another one. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And God is faithful. He's like double fold. So Yes. You know, he is so faithful. You have two beautiful daughters. Yes, and I just love that even when it was so difficult, so hard, in hearing reports that you would have never wanted to hear, walking through the emotions and things that you never expected to be walking through, but in the midst of it, you opened the word. You held on to the word. You believed God. You trusted him. All of you have, have done that, and you've seen God respond to your faith, because that's what God does. That's who he is. And you could have easily given up. All of you, you could have easily said, well, this is just going to be my life, and just accepted reports and that kind of thing. And if you had done that, <clears throat> your life would have probably gone in a different direction. But you rose up and made a decision that, no, that's not going to be the direction. That's, you're going to choose a different path full of God's purposes, Paige. You're going to not believe the doctor's reports. You're going to stand on the word of God. And even when it was hard, you clung to his word. And I am just so proud of you for doing that. And so it's so awesome to see how God has responded to that because his word builds faith and hope in us and God responds to faith. So thank you so much for sharing with us what God has done in response to your faith in his word. Can we give him a hand tonight? <laughs> thank you. Awesome. You know, we've talked about their choices and what they did in those circumstances. But you know, I thought to take a moment and just talk about us because we all have opportunities regularly to make that choice as well. And we can choose to to be so consumed with the bad reports, with the circumstances, with the things that have happened, and just get ourselves so focused on those things and consumed with those things and allow those things to impact every area of our life. But as a result, eventually, if we continue in that, it will take us down a path that we don't really want to go down. Or we can choose to get our focus on God and his word and his faithfulness to his word and allow faith and hope to rise up within us and to see him respond and fulfill his word in our lives as well. Listen to Joshua 1 and verse 8. It says, keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Now let's think about those words for a moment. Keep this book of the law always where? On your lips. In other words, let's let what we're saying line up with God's word. Meditate on it day and night. Let it consume our thoughts that we may be careful to do everything that is written in it. May our actions line up with God's word. And then, when we do that, when we let his word 
determine the course of our life, we will be prosperous and have good success. In other words, we will live this life of significance and purpose and fulfillment that he created us to live. That is the life God created you to live. And he wants to take you there by his word. And you know, as we've heard these stories tonight, I couldn't help but think how many opportunities, how many things that God wants to do in our life do we miss out on because we push the word away, because we're too busy to focus on the word, because we're too consumed with the cares of life to focus on the word. I don't want to miss out on anything God wants to do in my life. And I believe you don't want to miss out on anything God wants to do in your life. And I believe tonight he is just reminding us of the power of his word and just saying to us, hey, sweetheart, will you make my word a priority in your life? We can't afford to let his word get squeezed out of our life. And it's so easy to get consumed with everything else. It's so easy to get so busy. But you know what? Tonight, I want to encourage you, but I, I want to even challenge you. As we are still towards the beginning of 2022, I want to challenge you to make a decision to make the word priority. In this year together, let's say we are going to make the word a greater priority in our lives. I'm not talking about a resolution, a New Year's resolution. I'm not talking about setting a goal. I am talking about making a decision and a commitment that that is what we are going to do. Because God has so much that he wants to do in your life. He has so much he wants to do through you. He wants to work in you. He sees all the circumstances and the things that you are facing right now. And nothing is impossible with him. He can turn things around. He can bring answers. He can bring healing. He can bring the wisdom and the direction that you need. But he says, get into his word. Put it to work. Let it consume you. And let it build faith in you. Trust him to do what he promises to do. And you will see him show up. And you will see his power at work in an amazing way in your life. So I want to ask you, how many of you in this place tonight would say, I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to make the word of God priority in my life. Amen. I want to pray for you tonight. And I want to ask you, just right where you're at, would you just, just close your eyes and bow your head? And before I pray, I just want to ask, maybe you're here tonight and never experienced your own, pers your own personal relationship with Jesus. Maybe you don't know this God who's given us his word to stand on. I want to tell you, he is longing to have relationship with you, to live out every day, to walk out everything with you. And all we have to do is surrender our lives and ask him to become the Lord of our lives. And in a moment, I am going to lead us all in a prayer, and we are all going to pray this out loud together. But if that's you here tonight, and you say, I've never experienced that, but I want relationship with God, then I want to ask you to wrap your heart around these words as we pray together. And I want you to understand that this is not about religion. This is not about becoming a member of one particular church. This is just about relationship with the God who created you. So would you join me? Can we all pray this out loud together right now? Heavenly Father, I thank you that you love me, that you sent Jesus to die for me so that I can live in relationship with you. 
And right now I surrender my life to you. I surrender my way of independent living. And I choose to give my life to you. I ask you, Jesus, to become the Lord of my life. And I want to walk out every day with you from this day forward. In Jesus' name, amen. And now, Father, I just pray for every woman in this place. God, I pray that you would help us to be the women that will make your word priority, God. That we will focus on your word. That we won't get so sucked into all the, the cares of life and the things going on around us. Letting it affect every area of our lives. But God, we will turn to you. We will open your word. We will find your promises. We will put your word to work. We will allow hope and faith to rise up in our hearts and trust you. And God, I pray that as we do that, we will see your power revealed in a greater way in our lives. We will see your word fulfilled in our lives. In Jesus' name. And Father, right now, I know that you know the ones in this room that are really struggling, that are facing difficult things. You know every detail of the circumstances they're facing. And God, I pray that your word would just rise up in their hearts. And God, that you would speak to them your promise. And God, that you would show them that nothing is too difficult for you and that you want to work in the situation surrounding them. And Father, I ask that as they stretch their faith and as they choose to believe in you and trust you, God, that you will meet them right where they're at, that you will show up and you will do what they are in need of, God. God, that it will be a testimony for your greatness in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Ladies, the Word of God is powerful. And I believe this year we are going to see God do amazing things in and through all of our lives as we make His Word priority. Now, I want to just tell you about a couple little tools that we have for you. First of all, if you made a decision to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life tonight, we just have this little booklet, The Next Seven Days. It will help you get started walking in relationship with God, understanding relationship with God. It's just a, a simple little gift we'd like to give you. After we conclude tonight, we'll have a prayer team up front here, and you can ask any of them for it, and they would love to give that to you, okay? But I also want to tell you about another tool that we have to help all of us make the Word a priority this year. And we've put together something that I'm really excited about. Our Bridge Women Connect groups are launching later this month, the week of February 20th. We've got groups happening all different days of the week at all different times of day. So there's a group for everybody's schedule. And in our Bridge Women groups, the series that we are going to be doing is really going to map out the life that God created us to live. And we are going to be focusing simply on the Word of God. And you know, I hear women say that, oh, I just, I, I don't remember scripture. I can't memorize scripture. I don't retain it. You know, I hear it and then it's gone. I am gonna tell you, if you have ever had trouble retaining scripture after this, you are going to have scripture in your heart because God has just given us a simple uh, way to really get the Word of God in our hearts. So what we're gonna do for 10 weeks, each week we're gonna focus on a different verse. 
one verse for the entire week. So simple, anyone can do that. And so in our groups, we'll focus on that verse, we'll talk about that verse, and then during the week, we're gonna use this little journal, and we are going to go through the first two days of the week, we are gonna meditate on that verse, and we're gonna jot down what God's speaking to us personally about that verse. And we've got some scripture cards, so you can put that verse up around your house, and be thinking about it, letting your thoughts be consumed by it. And then the next two days of the week, we're going to be applying it to the circumstances, jotting down how we can apply it to circumstances we're currently facing, putting it to work. And then we are going to proclaim it over our lives, start incorporating that verse into our prayers, start asking ourselves, do the words I speak line up with this verse? And if not, we're going to start writing out how we can speak this verse over our lives. We are going to meditate, apply, and proclaim the Word of God. Map. We are going to map out the life God created us to live by focusing on His Word. And at the end of this 10 weeks, you will have 10 verses memorized without even trying to memorize them, but they won't just be up here. They will be alive in your heart, and we're going to see the Word of God transform our lives all right so we're excited about this and right now we just want to just show you a quick little video to give you a greater glimpse of what's happening and what women are saying about our bridge women connect groups and how you can get plugged in and then don't head out because uh, ashley will be coming up we've got a few more things before we dismiss all right love you ladies Hi, I'm Crystal. Hi, my name is Brittany. And I'm here to share what Bridgman Connect Groups have meant to me in my life. When I walked into Bridge Women, I felt so uncertain with a room full of women. I didn't know what to anticipate or to expect, especially when you're younger. All these women are in their careers and married and have kids and you just don't know what's really like being a woman. I have definitely deepened my relationship with people in the church and they've definitely helped plant myself here and I feel a lot more comfortable and just unified just as God wants it to be. He created us to be in community and that's definitely what I found here. I not sure why it's so scary as an adult making friends and I was so rewarded when I pushed past that fear and really had God just love me in the way he wanted to. And so once I joined the Bridgman Connect group I just realized like all these women are so friendly and so kind and so welcoming. I got to see these prayers being answered it was just so miraculous and so wonderful to know that God is always working even if we can't even see it. Bridge Women's group has done amazing things for my life. I felt encouraged, I felt supported in ways that I didn't have before and I just, I'm, I'm so happy I, I joined. So I just recommend girls just jump in, get to know other women from the church and just let them encourage you and pray for you. It was definitely a great experience for me. My faith has been a lot stronger knowing that God will provide and always has for me. I just encourage you to just join Bridgman Connect Group. How do you know? Unless you go. It's so easy to join a Bridge Women Connect group. To get started, simply pull out your phone and open the Bridge Church app. Then at the bottom, click on Connect. Next, click on Bridge Women Groups and then View Connect Groups. There you'll see a full listing of all of our groups, which meet all different days of the week at all different times of day. Simply find the one that best fits your schedule and then click Request to Join.